Friends, I finally did it after a whole season, pretty much, of trying to pin my mother's feet down to the floor. She's here again today to chat. Hello, and you have seen me. I have been here. <laughs> That's true. So sure we're clear about that. I did not neglect <laughs> you all summer just for a life of luxury. And she has made me many a beautiful bouquet of flowers. So those have been very appreciated. But it's been a while since we've actually been able to sit down and talk here. That's right. That's right. And we were kind of mulling about, kind of talking about some podcast planning, I don't know, a month or so ago and talking mm-hmm. about how to break it out. And we kept getting stuck on this one topic that we're like, well, how do you talk about this? How do we break this out? It sounds like it's a two-parter. And we kind of just decided today while well, we had some time, like, let's just start talking and see how this goes. But we're talking about seasons. And there's a lot of reaction that comes with that. When you and I first started talking about it, you mm-hmm. automatically thought of one thing and I thought of something completely different. Yep. Because people's perspectives can change on that. And we think about seasons like physical seasons, but we also think of seasons spiritually and times of being yep. really in kind of a drought or in a winter and other times where things are just really blooming and beautiful or just a season like with our family or whatever. Yep. And everybody's at different seasons. I met someone just today, actually. They were talking about the season of their life and how they're newer grandparents and that's something that the mom is doing now is she helps take care of the granddaughter. She just said, oh, it's a favorite season of my life, which, you know, that's that's awesome. And it's fun to hear that, you know. But everybody's a different, has different viewpoints of what seasons are. But we were more specifically honing in on, hey, it's August, summer is winding down, and people are starting to think about fall. Yep. If people are in school or they work in a school, there's all that kind of thought process because that gets going uh, very soon. And then before you know it, we're hitting the season of holidays and all the things. And so we wanted to take time today to just take a step back. We want to invite you to just take a seat with us and rather than feel the rush of all the things that are changing, all the things you have to do, just take a breath for a minute and we're going to sit and we're going to talk about these things because we love to plan. We love goal planning here. If you are a part of chronically cultivating and have been for any length of time, you know that full and well. But one of the things that sometimes we tend to forget along the way is the big picture. So today we want to talk about the seasons, what this change is going to bring, and how even though the season I'm in is very different than the season that my mom is in, we're going to talk about the ways that we are stepping back, we're taking some breaths, and we're focusing on the big picture. So as always, let's just dive right in. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. So when we started talking about seasons, like I said, we we just had all these different mini conversations that came Mm -hmm. within that, and we were trying to do some notes and we were all over the place it was like okay what are we even writing down here and what I like too is that you did a voice memo kind of recording because mm-hmm. you know it was one of those things where we thought are we gonna even remember this <laughs> we could do yep. this next month but there's so many things that you can talk about for you I think the day that we were chatting I think it was just maybe a Sunday afternoon that I was visiting probably yeah and I think you were just kind of a little discouraged that day Mm -hmm. we started talking more about contentment you weren't feeling like true discontent or unhappiness yeah just disappointed yeah and it's like okay well you can still be going through a season that isn't necessarily a tough season or a bad season but still have some disappointment and 
maybe there's all kinds of good things still going on around mm-hmm. you, but it's it's how you're perceiving that. So it just led to kind of an interesting conversation, but not something that we could fully do a podcast on. But when we break it down to seasons, meaning whether it's like a time of real growth or like good things happening um, versus one that's not, we were talking about kind of the season Mm -hmm. in nature. So like in the winter, there's still a lot going on underneath the soil, but there's a certain amount of everything just kind of resting for our area, at least in New England, you think about that blanket of snow and ice and all the all the weather that comes with that. Somebody may still be active if you like winter sports, you get out there mm-hmm. and you ski or something. But overall, it's a, it's a different kind of season versus now we're in summer and it's August mm-hmm. and people are trying to get to the beach. I haven't got there once yet, but you know, people might be trying to get that before they're back to school or whatever. Yep. But for you, like you kind of said, well, you, well, you kind of say it as far as the winter. Well, I was just kind of saying like, what happens when you're stuck in a winter and it's just going to stay a winter. And that was kind of what came out of all of these micro conversations as we're calling them about this, the kind of reoccurring theme through it was that no matter what season you're in, whether it's a season that you want to last forever, or you're in a season that just never seems like it's going to end, it's still vitally important to look at the big picture because that is what keeps us hopeful. That's what keeps us focused. That's what keeps us knowing, okay, this isn't going to last forever. We're gonna figure this out. Or at least even if the circumstance lasts forever, there is still joy and good things that can come alongside that because it is really, really hard when we're in those seasons where everything is either so busy and chaotic. I mean, I think of back to school season and I'm just so grateful that I'm not doing any of that anymore. But all these different things you could think that are busy and chaotic and it's a good hard, but it's still hard. And then you have getting back into sports or getting the garden ready for winter and harvesting the last of what you've planted. There are so many pieces to that. But when we look at everything all together and we look back and we reflect, we can say, how did we live out what mattered to us. It also helps us look at things and say, maybe I didn't live out what mattered. And in the future, I need to know that these couple things really aren't going to matter. Now, I'm going to give an example because I feel like I'm living in a rotating state of (laughs) this thought process. But I know that when the end of my life comes or the end of the season, whatever it is, that how my house looked and how perfectly and spotlessly clean it was isn't going to matter as much as me looking back and seeing how well did I love my people in that time frame. Now, it's not an excuse for me to not take care of and be a good steward of the things that God's given me, but it gives me a perspective to say, well, do you want to spend time when a sibling spontaneously comes and visits? Do you want to just be able to pour into that visit and not worry about cleaning up the whole house? Or are you going to maybe clean up the whole house but miss time that you can't get back? So what we're really talking about here is the balance between knowing what will and won't matter to you and navigating the season that you're in with grace and intention. Yeah, I think it's difficult too because so many people with illnesses or just a lot of other things going on. They really want to be available like emotionally and physically for, you know, a loved one's event or just even the routine things of being part of a family or friend circle and they have to cancel, you know, and and I see that again and again that somebody's just really discouraged. They don't even want to set any goals or sometimes their loved one or their friend, whoever it is, 
starts to feel like, well, maybe that isn't that important to you, you know? So there's always that balance for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, just because someone's having a tough season doesn't mean someone else isn't having a great season. And they don't understand. They don't understand why you can't be part of something. So there is always that struggle, I think, between trying to set goals, trying to be very present for people, whether that's emotionally or physically or whatever that is. And then, yeah, and just how does that look in the big picture? I think um, what our family does try to do is if someone can't be there, because it's actually very hard to get all of us together. Jared's the one who noticed years ago, like, it's really hard for you guys to do a family dinner. Yes. And I was like, yeah, especially when, like, a bunch of you were all into sports and different things and you have to be there. Someone's Sunday and Thursday and someone else is Monday and Wednesday and someone else is working whatever. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't mean that we don't want to be together. It doesn't mean that we're never together. But we really did make the times count. If we Mm -hmm. were just with that one person and taking them to their sport or whatever it was or making sure that the other ones felt included in a different way or that we were very present for whatever that was important to them. So I think, you know, I didn't have power sheets back then. A lot of my planning was very much as you kids were younger was literally a kitchen wall calendar and everybody's activities in their school and whatever all kind of went in there and you almost tried to go, okay, here's a blank spot. We're all going to do this together or whatever. But it's really about how intentional are you in that time. Now it's a very different season for us. The youngest is going to turn 19 very soon. The other two were in their 20s, you know. But it's also a nice season. It's a different kind of busy. I'm glad that we made sure that we were so available, whether that was by a phone call or whatever to Mm -hmm. you kids, because it's really, it pays off now. This is just a nice season with you kids. Yeah. Um, But it could have been a season that I was like really upset. Like, wait a minute, I don't have everybody home anymore. And how do I do this? And whatever. But you know, with most, most things, I'd say you're the same too. Mm -hmm. We do have some optimism. Like, okay, what, what can be gained from this? What can be good? What does God have for me next? And you mentioned about, you know, like always wanting to have hope well who we put in our hope in yeah we will be fulfilled really in every season of our life if we really kind of take the blinders off and stop trying to look through our own kind of viewpoint I don't know maybe you can say the same thing I am shocked at how many people right now having relationship issues whether it's with their spouse you know partner whatever whether it's something with their kids whether it's with a friend, whether it's sibling, I, I'm shocked. And it's not that there hasn't always been struggles and relationships, but for whatever reason, I'm really seeing things ramp up now. And I think, okay, well, what a painful time, you know? And there's, there's times when I'm just saying to somebody, I'm just really sorry. I literally was on the phone before I came here saying to someone, I'm really sorry that that happened. I'm really sorry. I, I wish I could just give you a hug through the phone right now. Yep. And... It, it, it's been a hard season. Like, I think it's the same. I ha- I know so many people, even including HealthWise myself, I'm in a season where you just have to literally cling to hope, but I think we sometimes forget the best way to do that. I know that on my end, I have to fight to make sure that I get in the word. I mean, it is a literal battle daily for me to say, okay, in some way I'm going to get in the word, whether that's through my write the word journal, which is typically my preferred method, just because I like how everything's written out and it gives me kind of an easy pattern to follow and, you know, prompt, but ultimately whether I check my Bible and I read something on my phone, I'm in my physical Bible, I'm doing an in-depth study, or I'm doing my write the word, I have to fight to do that. 
because everything in me wants to go, well, there's something else that you need to do. There's something else that can be done. Is your time really best spent there? Because it would probably be better spent with the person that you're praying for. Like all these other things. And I have to remember like the only one that can give me hope and that can allow me to pour into others first has to pour into me and that's Jesus. And it all starts there. And I noticed that the seasons that are hard, even just for me to sit back and watch other people in hard seasons, don't necessarily burden and weigh my heart down the way than the seasons do when I'm also lifting them up in prayer and I'm lifting their heart to the Lord because he's the only one that can do a lot of the things that we need done. A lot of the things that we're praying for, we can't do ourselves on our own strength or power. We need him. So I do think that's the fight. When I look at what will matter to me and what won't matter to me, the number one thing at the top of that list is how did I do my best and then let God do the rest. Right, and actually when I think about you, there's so many ways that you're available for your brother and sister. You're not well enough to be able to like, oh, well, let me get in a car and drive to you. Let me go see you at your college. You haven't even been able to go to their colleges. Yep. You know, but you're so accessible to them, whether it's text or phone or actually FaceTime. I think that's something that gets missed when people think that they're not as present or they're not able to really participate in a season. There's many ways that we can be. Um, there's someone who was just telling me yesterday about how he was trying to encourage somebody who lives out of state and it's just with all different things with COVID and just just a whole bunch of reasons. He was just like, I'm not gonna be able to to visit them. But he was able to kind of help that person who really felt like he was kind of unavailable, like have her see that he is very available, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think it's confusing whether someone's a believer or not a believer in Jesus, you know, that, that can divide us sometimes. But I have to say, I would think most people really respect that there's something that we're grounded to that's higher than ourselves. If we fully rely on ourselves, man, I'm going to be at my wit's end pretty quickly. For real, because the thing is the enemy isn't just working against the people you love, against the relationships you have. His most important goal is to come between us and the Lord. That is that is the most important thing the enemy can do. Right. And, and it's only us that can separate, right? Exactly. So it's one yeah. of those things where we have to be looking at things and know that everything that God gives us, we can use. For example, like you were saying, even with Katie and Steven, I am at times like really frustrated because I do want to go to their college. I do want to see them whatnot. But the fact that God has given us the technology to be able to stay communicating, I believe that just like all things can be used for evil, all things can be used for good. And that is a good piece of things that can be found. So I think what matters is that we want to show up But to really quick speak to the person who did maybe have somebody over or you were able to do something and you just found that no matter what you did, it just was not your day and your body just didn't do what you wanted to and you felt discouraged because you felt like this is the one day this person is here and then they're going back out of state and you feel like crap and there's nothing you can really do about it. You can't push yourself anymore and... Katie Katie was here and I got really upset and I had started crying and I just was like, I'm so sorry that I I couldn't do a lot with you. I'm sorry I couldn't be my best self. And she immediately looked at me and if you want to go back and hear a podcast, it's an 
old episode we did. I think it was episode eight, but I will correct myself in the show notes. So I will put it all in there for you. But we did an episode, the two of us, uh, Katie and I, on your illness is a burden, but you aren't. And that's exactly what Katie said to me. She just grabbed my hands and she just said, Cass, it's okay. Your illness is a burden, but you are not a burden. And I am just grateful that I got to see you in person. And that's enough for me. And I'm so fortunate to have people that speak into my life. That's where, like you were even saying, those adult relationships, we're all older. Things are different than they were when we were kids. But if you're sitting here and you are that person that's trying, trying their literal best, it's okay to know that you can rest in that and let God take it from there. That's been a huge focus of mine over this past year is, okay, how can I do my physical best and let God do the rest? Because our best is our best. If my best one day is just reading my Bible, which is what I call it, which is the Bible app on my phone. That's what I call it too. If I'm just doing that and I don't have time to physically with my hands get into my actual Bible, guess what? I still got in the word because the Lord knows my best. He knows your best. That's something you guys raised us as kids. I remember even with grades and whatnot, it would be, well, did you do your best? Dad just talked about this today. He <laughs> just so talked about it. Yeah, just today he quoted that. But yeah, but that it, was a thing because I yeah. remember I failed or I didn't fail, but I got like a D in geometry and I had worked so hard and I, we had tutors and like I had been doing my best and I was devastated. And you were really good in math. So that was what threw you too. I think that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you guys saying, did you do your best? And I was like, yes, like I actually did. And you were like, okay. (laughs) I know. That's all we can ask. Yeah. Yeah, But like, that's a huge foundational part, but that's carried into like my life and how I do things because I have to know I can only do my best. Like I cannot do better than that. And I have to be honest with myself did I actually do my best or did I not actually? And that's a question only I can answer because, again, we can't do everything on our own strength. We also can't do everything. You and I talk about that all the time. We're, we're not supposed to do all the things. So yep. so even if it's about a season, like, okay, we're talking about it's August. Yeah, it'd be great to do all these summery things. But you know what? Maybe that's not the case. But did you appreciate the things you did get to do? Or mm-hmm. did you encourage somebody else through whatever they just did? People come back and they talk about vacation or whatever. I heard somebody saying, oh, everybody's going away. So-and-so's going here. So-and-so's going there. So-and-so's and says whatever and she wasn't being a martyr at all like oh poor me she really mm-hmm. was not she was just like oh my goodness everybody's going away around the same time and the other person's like well I hope you don't feel bad I'm you know I haven't had a vacation in two years and I just kind of chuckled a little because that's kind of how their relationship is but I thought that person could have taken a vacation in mm-hmm. two years I know that person's schedule really well and it's like you could have and actually I offered to take that person somewhere so not like a full vacation but like a day kind of adventure thing and I thought oh it's all about our perspective so like what do I do you know take the plank out of my own eye what do I do that's like that where I think oh that must be nice gee, I wish I could have done that or whatever. Even if you're not jealous of the other person, but you're more like, well, geez, I wasted my whole summer. I didn't do anything. And now we're talking about the fall and oh my gosh, you know, mask mandates are back and such and such is that I'm not gonna be able to do anything. You know, you can get very discouraged very quickly. And I think we didn't plan on talking about this today, but I was thinking as you were talking about how you, you know, you try to get in the word. We don't talk about soul rest enough. Like we talk about trying to nourish our bodies. We talk about if we have chronic diseases, there are things we 
have to do for our bodies, whether someone's checking their blood sugar, taking a medication, having an IV. And it go, can be a full-time job. For sure. It's like, you know, there's things we have to do physically. We talk about our mental health. That thankfully, mm-hmm. people are really talking about that a lot more. I think especially with how many people were in isolation through mm-hmm. quarantine, etc. Like, I'm glad that people are talking more about mental health. We're seeing athletes speak out even. That's phenomenal. We talk about emotional, which is kind of tied into that, but dealing with our past traumas and... Yep. In that kind of thing. But we really, even as people who are followers of Jesus, we really don't talk about soul rest. And they really don't understand. I don't know how, like for years, I missed it too. When you're reading the word and when you're immersing yourself in some worship music, whatever you know, type that is for you, you are really feeding that soul. You are mm-hmm. connecting in with the Lord at all different levels that really would, that we almost can't even understand. But why don't we do that? Like you said, we get distracted. We think other things, even good things. We can get so caught up in good things. I I can think of a mom who's a phenomenal mom. But she is always taking her kids to do stuff all the time. She does not like them to be bored. She likes them to be really physically active. They do wonderful adventures. She's super generous. But it's like, when do you really stop? You know, Mm. when do you really just stop and be and when are you in the word or whatever? It's not judging her. It's just it's an observation that has me concerned. You know, when are you feeding your soul? And I don't think people really grasp that. Also, just being quiet with the Lord, how much you gain out of that. It'd be something I encourage people, like let whatever this next season is. We're talking about like a physical season of fall coming up. But like whatever the season is, let it be a time that you were like, hey, no matter what was going on, the Lord was right with me. Like I Mm -hmm. was so connected with the Lord during the season. People go through horrible, horrible things, but they'll say, wow, it was a time when I just depended on the Lord so much. I wouldn't have traded it for anything. But when you're in the middle of that and the pain of it, you can't even imagine that you'd say that someday. (laughs) Oh boy, do I have so many thoughts on that. But it is, it is really true. I think sometimes we also get guilty about that. And sometimes we don't do that because of guilt. For instance, I mean, I remember about probably two years ago, I was in a steady routine where I probably spent about two hours in the word every morning, whether it was through prayer or reading or whatnot. And I was shocked because that hadn't been who I was. And then we really just saw a lot of decline with my body and things changing that changed. And honestly, I kind of avoided like praying through my prayer list or doing whatever, Mm. because it just made me feel guilty because I was like, well, I know what my best is because that's what I used to do. And I'm not doing that. But I had to take a step back and say, well, that was my best in that season. My best a year ago or my best this past summer may not be my best for this current Mm -hmm. fall. That best can look different. It isn't this like stable, steady, this is entirely my best all the time. It's going to fluctuate. So something that I've actually started doing, I call it in my power sheets, I call it pause, praise, and prayer. And it's time where once a week I dedicate, I don't have a specific time because again, I'm not going to get legalistic about it. That's not the point of it. And you don't know about how your body's going to be. Exactly. So why would you set yourself up that every Monday or whatever the day yep. is? Yep. And I just aim for once a week. And that was what I did this morning, actually. I went out into the sunroom. I brought my devotional with me. And I spent time. I just threw worship music on. And I just let myself, if I just wanted to sit there and worship, that was what I was going to do. And I prayed for people. And I went through pieces of that prayer list. And what was on my heart. I spent some time in the Word. I worshipped. It kind of ebbed and flowed and did its thing. And I knew when I had hit my limit. My yeah. body was like, you're exhausted. You're tired. You need to step back. 
but my heart and my soul was refreshed because I wasn't worried about being like, well, I didn't worship as long as I did last week, or maybe I didn't get a chance to last week, and now I'm like, should I just wait till next month to start it over? Like, no, I want to do my best. I want to present my best to him, and it's okay if that doesn't look the same because, again, he knows. He knows your best and he is never gonna be offended by your best and then letting him do the rest that's the piece is saying i can only do this much lord but i know whatever i can't do you can because i'm only going to be able to go so far anyways but you you can do so much greater right and we know that we're not disciplined we know like sometimes my time with the lord is like i'm really sorry lord i'm you know and i'm glad mm-hmm. when he points out things you know to me that hey was i being prideful and i didn't know it or relying on my own wisdom for sure mm-hmm. um so you called it pause praise and prayer Awesome. And then you kind of, but you kind of ebb and flow through that. It's not like, okay, this is this and this is, it's kind of back and forth. Yep. There are times that like today I did it with my write the word journal. There are times that I've done it with like, I really have been doing a deep dive into the Psalms and that takes me a while. There are times where I just worship. That's actually how it came about. It wasn't me thinking, how do I do this more? It was because there was one day earlier in the summer and it's a story for another day, but I was just worshiping like this music came on and I was just looking out through the windows in the sunroom and the wind was blowing and the sun was shining and I just started worshiping. Like the worship that you feel in a church and I have not been able to physically go to church just due to so many different things but I felt him there and I just was like wow I didn't realize how much I missed that and it turned into I want to do this again but yeah it isn't something that I plan out and I say well first I'm gonna worship second I'm gonna this I have a worship playlist that I use and I'll put it in the show notes because I do have it available on Spotify for other people to use if they want but it's my favorite playlist and I just let it play sometimes I cue up specific songs but not often I just kind of shuffle and let it happen and I take the time and I go through different prayer boxes or different things and it's helped me slow down it's once a week where if I could do it more times a week awesome but I want to know that I made time to just slow down and I do ask the Lord when I'm planning and I'm going through my week I say Lord I don't know what this week is going to look like I can do my best to say I'm hoping this day looks like this and I'm hoping that but I was hoping to do my pause praise and prayer on Thursday and it's Sunday but I went but that's with it. Okay. And yeah. that's okay because it's not about the legalities of when it's done. It's about slowing down, just taking a breath and letting God fill us up so that we can better pour into everything else in our life. Yeah. And as much as we want to say, oh, that feels so good for us, we also, it's our way of connecting with him and mm-hmm. thanking him and praising him. And there's times when, oh, don't you have times when you just, you can't even praise you can't yep you can't even formulate like what your prayer is i got all tripped up just recently praying on something and i was like what am i why am i struggling with this so much but i was like okay well that's where it says you know the holy spirit like intercedes for us and that's why because we're like 
talking gobbledygook, you know? And he, the Holy Spirit's, like, translating, going, she means this. She's just a little screwed up today. <laughs> well, there have even been times that I've had worship music on when I'm working in the garden, and I have literally cried, like, into my plants of just, like, Aww. I'm, like, I'm, I've literally, like, spent time in my garden, and I'm, I'm, like, listening to praise music, and I end up, I'm just really quiet, and I end up just being really moved, and I'm crying, and I'm just letting those emotions lay there and just being like, Lord, I don't even have it in me to sing along to this right now. Yeah. I am so broken. So like, let the Holy Spirit intercede on my behalf and please fill me. One of the verses that is so important to me, not just because I feel like I've literally lived it out, but because it is true is Psalm 125, 6, they will plant uh, in tears, but they will harvest with shouts of joy. And that's something that I've really clung to because again, if my best is crying as I'm working in the garden, if my best is in a hospital bed on my eyeball, or maybe I have a really bad migraine and I can't even open my eyes, whatever my best is, is what he wants. He just wants to be invited in. He wants to do these struggles alongside us. And we can't forget that as the season change. So as you've taken time to sit here with us today, I hope that you've been able to ask yourself some of these questions that we've been talking about. They're able to think about this season ahead, whether it's going to be new and busy or it's going to be something familiar and still busy. Whatever the case may be for you this season, I really do encourage you to just think through, okay, well, what is one way that I can slow down? What is one way that I can do my best and give God the opportunity to do the rest? And yeah. it doesn't have to be big. It can be so little. I did things with arranging flowers yesterday. And mm-hmm. it's funny because it was silly hot yesterday. One of those days of humidity. You go outside and I'm like, all right, I've been away. I need to take care of the garden. The weeds have gone cuckoo, right? And then I don't, I don't even know what's going on with some of the flowers and things. I'm like, all right, well, let me get out there early before it gets super hot. Sweat is rolling down my body and I don't sweat a lot. I was like dripping wet early in the morning. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I'm trying to do all this, but I was like, well, what am I? All right, Lord, well, I got all these flowers. Tomorrow's church. I knew I wanted to make some a bouquet for you and um, for my good friend who actually helped with some watering of the flowers while I was away. So I super wanted to make the two of you bouquets. But then I was like, all right, well, I have enough flowers here. I should be able to make something for the ladies. We're, we're not a big church. I'm like, I bet mm-hmm. that would be fun, you know, but then I still had to make it be, all right, Lord, I want this to be a way that I'm blessing other people and not be, oh, look at the wonderful job Deb did on our garden this year. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. want it to come back to me, you know, and trying Even to have that humility. Even though she did do a really wonderful job. I don't know. It's a little year. screwed up this year, but I, <laughs> but it's 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 still pretty. But that's the other thing, too. You just made me think about that. There are certain flowers that didn't take. Some that, like, took too much, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're choking <laughs> out something else now. I got to do something about that. But it... I just went with, I always say it's kind of a happy experiment, right? Mm -hmm. With, you know, it's kind of a chaos garden sometimes, even though I had literally put some things so they should be like rows. That's not what's happening. There's just survival of the fittest going on in there. And cosmos are where they're not supposed to be and whatever. But but it's fun. And so to me, I looked at it as a hopeful season. Like, oh, this is really fun. And I am excited. Like, I come back from being away and I'm like, look what bloomed. You know, that's so great. So it's also how we approach these seasons, right? Like, it's really not 
the end of the world that some of my stuff failed. It's just not. So yeah, I would say the same thing. Look at one thing that you can do to slow down. For me, my husband would say yesterday did not seem like I slowed down because I did hours of work out there. I was like sweaty and gross and all that. And then I made a complete mess in the kitchen because I had to put all these bouquets together. I mean, I literally was like, I made a spot for you over there. And if you can picture me now, I'm pointing to across the kitchen because I am about to be floor central right now over at the kitchen island, you know, and he's just like, oh my gosh, like shaking his head. He's a good man. (laughs) Um, But he was so sweet. He's one who brought all the vases over to church Mm -hmm. today. So they'd be ready to give out to ladies. And it worked out perfect. I had the exact amount and they were able to Mm -hmm. two two of the vases went to people who right now also can't go to church. So that made me super happy that two people stepped up to say, hey, I'm going to drop this off to so-and-so. And And that was my prayer. so nice. Yeah. And there's one more lady I want to make sure we catch, but I was like, you know what? I'll make her a whole new big cake because they're all kind of wilted from the heat yesterday. So anyway, my point is it's just, yeah, you can have enthusiasm, first of all, for every season. There's a time when I was afraid to get my hopes up and make any goals because they were always defeated is how I felt. But don't do that because life will pass you by. There's there's always some little thing, like some little thing that you can be excited about, curious about. What can you do that can help you just slow down and, and connect with the Lord? There's always something. Absolutely. Well, I'm really glad that we did decide to sit down and chat and friends I again know that we're praying for you and I pray that you would continue to be inspired by not us but by what the Lord is doing and how the Lord is moving and the fact that you still have another season left of 2021 and I hope that you focus on the things that are going to matter to you in the long haul because when we focus on those things in my mind that's what does help me get through that season and helps me stay focused and gives me a good filter of where I'm supposed to be. And know that you can follow us on Instagram. We are on there often. I especially am on there hopefully encouraging you and getting the chance to know you. And I love having you a part of this community. So don't be afraid to come say hi. Yeah. And And, uh, certain something's under construction too. Yep. There, there is something new coming. There yeah. is something new coming. So maybe by the time you're on here next, we'll be able maybe. to announce it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You have to see. We get some more, uh, more tidbits from us. All right, friends. Well, slow down. Enjoy the season, even if it doesn't feel like it's going to be enjoyable. And remember that all you can do is your best and let him do the rest. Mm-hmm. Friends, as our time here comes to an end, I want you to know that the resources don't stop here. At livingthechronicillnesslife.com, you can find blog posts, videos, the Grace and Goals interactive resource library, free downloads, and even these episodes right here to help you continue cultivating an intentional life right where you are, no matter how uncertain the season. Whether you're working to build an intentional life with your daily habits, planting a garden, setting goals, or simply resting well, you can cultivate an intentional life. Head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com to access all of these resources, and I'll see you next week.